Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the What They Never Told Us podcast. Of course, I'm your beautiful host, Brandy. It's your boy, Russell IV. And we are back for not only another episode, but the last episode of this season. It's sad. It is sad, sad. but you know what? I feel very accomplished. Um, I think... (laughs) Probably about two days ago, it really just hit me. Not that it's over, but like we actually started a podcast. We started a podcast. Can I hit it one last time? Can I do one last time? Give them a we did it, Joe. They ain't heard that in a minute. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. Um, I I was literally sitting on the couch and I was just like thinking like there's so many things over the last like three years that I was like, I'm going to do. And just for whatever reason, didn't follow through with it, got distracted, moved on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is like the first thing since starting She Bakes Mm -hmm. that like I've started and saw through to the very end. Wow. So I was like, man, God. (laughs) You know what? I didn't have that revelation, but the same, same. I don't. I can't creatively, you know, I'm scatterbrained. Mm-hmm, I got mm-hmm. a, a hundred ideas, but this is one of the first ideas in a really long time that I saw through all the way to the end. All, not since 2009, I did a, a project that I put out <laughs> back in the day. No, it was like 2008. Unimportant information. But yes, this is also the first time I saw something all the way through to the end in a very long time. Round of applause for growth. <laughs> And you know what? I'm glad it was with you. Absolutely. And I think this is a testament to how good it is to have somebody in your life who can be like an accountability partner. Because mm-hmm. that's what you are to me. You know what same, I'm saying? Same. I know that the only reason that this happened the way it did is because we did it together. Facts. Um, I And even when I say like my business, it it's kind of become like secondary to me so i don't even know mm. i don't know what season that was for or whatever if that's something that i was supposed to continue in but it has taken a back seat so yeah. i don't even know if i can put that on the list as like seeing it through but we did um, um we definitely did make like this made precedent this took precedence oh yeah over a lot of it, things like i haven't been to a studio <laughs> i haven't thought about going to a studio so I think I I am looking forward to kind of like putting some attention to some of our other endeavors that we, you know what I'm saying, are involved in. But I'm I'm just really proud of us, babe. We and I'm about to talk my cash because yes, we did a podcast, but we did a good podcast. Like it's quality. (laughs) We didn't skimp on the equipment. We didn't skimp on the production value. The the cover looks bomb. Like we did this. We smoked this. I'm I'm talking my cash. And I think that, you know, it the the level in which we did it, it it plays to both of our strengths. So, like, we could have started a podcast and, you know, been in the living room with a couple microphones or whatever, you know, yeah. you, how you see people do it. Um, but in me, like, I think at the very beginning, I was like, look, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Like, I'm not going to half yeah. step it. And I think that because that is part of my everyday life, like 
creating literally million dollar projects and things like that. Like I know a certain, I have a certain standard for myself. So I'm like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it big. And then you knowing the technical piece of it and being able to put those things together. I think that you're right. We came out with a quality product that I'm very proud of. Like I wasn't sure in the beginning how it was going to turn out. I didn't know if people were going to receive it. I didn't know. We didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. We just (laughs) could make it through a whole quote unquote season. But we Um, were, we know we was being led to do this. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, and I think that kind of was the driving part. Um, I want to come back to this because a lot of what we're talking about with this is relevant to our subject for today. Yes. So there was a lot I want I was about to go into, but I'm like, you know what? Let me chill. <laughs> Let me pump my brakes for a little bit. Um, tell them about the. She saw this dope meme, and I thought it. Well, she thought, <laughs> and I agreed that it would be a great talking point just to bring to the audience. Um. So, and I, I don't think this is a new discussion because I've heard this in several. Uh, formats before but basically what it said was a man doesn't need four years to decide whether he wants to marry you or not he knows within four like around four months yeah so um again not a new discussion something that i've heard before but i don't know if i've ever gotten your take on it Mm. or giving you my take on it and i don't think that it's the same for women so i wanted to kind of have a little bit of discussion about that okay Um, So from a man's perspective, that that post was from a woman Mm -hmm. speaking on a man's perspective. So what do you think about that? Um, Well, the original post was a guy Mm, and it was mm -hmm. reposted by a girl. I can say and I don't think this is the same for everybody. Um, and there are other factors in place. Like, of course, there's how transparent are you being within those four months? Do I know you completely? Are we being open? Do I feel like I have a good idea of who you are? Because there's a lot of people who date for four months, and then the four months you're still learning a lot. <laughs> you're being really like, man, I didn't know that about you, you know? Um, but I will say in the scenarios where you're being really intentional about it, um, that a man will know um can know it's possible for a man to know within the first four months. I don't think that's the same for everybody. Like I said, but it's possible for a man to know within the first four months, whether or not he wants to spend the rest of his life with you. You know what I mean? Now the, the advanced conversation is, is like him knowing that versus being ready to do that mm-hmm. are two different conversations. Yeah. That process might take four years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He might say, you know, I want to marry. Dang, you know what? I got to get all these things in order. <laughs> I got to take care of this. I'm a little selfish in this area. I got to get my finances together. My credit is trash. Am I ready to be a dad? What if we, you know what I mean? Like there's so mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. other conversations around that. But I think there are cases where um, a man knows. I knew within the first four months, I was like, yep. I hear you, God. I hear you. Let me get my ducks in a row. Let me let me take some action. I know. In mm-hmm. the first four months, <laughs> I I didn't know it in the first six months. I don't think I knew in the first. It took me. It took me a good. I will say about six to seven months to be like okay, and I think that's because one, I've been divorced, and I. I knew I didn't want to go back to a situation that I would end up getting divorced in. So my guards were completely up. And although I knew that I loved you more than I've ever loved anybody else in my entire life. And I know that 
I could see you in my life forever. Mm. I don't. I think my hesitation was, do I actually want to get married again? Mm. And I went back and forth on that. So I, it wasn't like I never thought about it. Um, I went back and forth like, do I? Mm, nah, I don't know if I really do. And I don't think I was solidified in that till probably about six or seven months in. And I do believe that, you know, we've talked about this very candidly on here. A lot of your life stuff had a lot to do with my hesitation. Our second conversation on the phone, she was talking about we, uh, us needing bigger cars because we got too many kids. That doesn't mean we had to get married. <laughs> we just <laughs> finished shack. We we chill with our kids right now. Like I shack. was just saying, I, I just, mean, I'm be, I'm and playing. again too, like again, I'm not going to lie. Like I went back and forth I'm with playing, it. Right? It wasn't, yeah. I know, but I'm saying we're having a conversation. I did go back and forth with that because the second conversation that we had, there were things that I didn't know. Yeah. Right. So you knew you was just fighting it. You scared. I'm talking about about you and your situation. <laughs> you, you knew. You knew what you wanted. Now I'm talking. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Like we we got to know each other more. Got to understand more about each other's current situation. And yeah. sometimes sometimes it did make me like, man, I don't want to do this again. Yeah. What do you think about? And this is for me. This is just my personal thought, and I could be totally wrong. Admittedly, <laughs> but this is why, to me, um, in some cases, a woman proposing to a man is a flawed idea. Be- because we have fleeting emotions. Like, what? What is the? What's the flawed idea? <laughs> the flawed idea is because um, I think for a marriage to work, a man has to be sure, and mm-hmm. if a man has not asked you. There's reason behind that. I mean, I think for a marriage to work, y'all both have to be sure. Let's well, no, no. That's but what I'm saying is, y'all both have to be sure. But if we're talking about a man being a lead and a man being head of the household, if that's your belief system, I know not everybody lands on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that a man needs to like be a leader in his home. Not yeah. to exclude the woman's role or say that a woman doesn't lead in her own capacity, but I think it's important to have a man in the household who is sure about where he wants to be at. And in the society we live in, I think there's more um, freedom for a man to sow his royal oats and to move around. Like mm-hmm. there's more freedom for a man to do those things. And oh man, you young, you know, you sure you want to settle down? You know what I mean? So. Sometimes when a man hasn't asked you yet and there's that pressure, when are we going to get married? When are we going to get married? And you don't get that. So then it's like, I'm just going to ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Put pressure on them. Like, I, I don't know. It, not saying that every situation is like that because some men don't care. Some men don't mind. You know what I mean? Some men want to be the, you know, <laughs> the. Yeah. Sometimes I, I need a little nudging. Now, I don't know if that nudging is necessarily getting on uh, my you get knee on your and knee propose. with me. Like, I'm telling not, you, get up. That's not just not even in my nature. Like I would never do that. Um, but I have been guilty of like bringing it up a lot with and me? like planning uh, the whole like process of you proposing to me in my head and envisioning <laughs> scenarios. I don't want to know about this. You already know. I told you that day that Yo. I was coming home and I was like, he's about to propose to me. Like he's trying it to was... trick me to think that he's not at my house. And I know that he is. Um, this is so random. 
I'm just saying that, like, you're gonna sometimes y'all need a little nudging. No, we don't. Yes, you do. No, sometimes y'all need a little patience. Because I think that uh, sometimes the hesitation is the you may not be clear on whether or not you know she wants to marry you or she's ready. So sometimes you got to drop some hints. That's like, not true. Where did you get that from? Hey, where's your source? I'm ready. Where's your source? Look at this. Where's your source? <laughs> I'm not wavering anymore. No, there needs to I've be made up my mind. There needs to be no Do pressure. <laughs> there needs to be no pressure. It's no pressure. No nudging of any kind. It's then, just letting you know that I'm anticipating it. That I'm ready. That's unnecessary. So you knew <laughs> that I was ready. Huh? Without I, we, I never had all, to mention you, it. No, you didn't. We've had ample conversations about us being married. We've had it, it's not like it's something that we But we've did. had conversations about we've, it. We've had whole conversations about being ready. So I like we've had conversations about our time frame, our timeline. So if that's our timeline, you don't need to say, Hey, um oh, I remember one time we had a picnic. <laughs> He was going to pick the, and you were playing, but it was funny to me. We had pity. We were like, oh, is you finna propose? <laughs> okay, we were doing the video. It was, was funny. Mean. It was funny. <laughs> uh, but that's an example of how some women would like drop hints. You were joking, of course, but a man does not need that. A woman needs to be sure that when a man asks you, it is 100% because he is sure in his mind that he wants to spend the rest of his life with you and not because you are applying pressure and making it seem like, it's not about I'm ready, I'm ready. pressure. It's just, I'm not talking about you. Like, I know, but I'm saying sometimes, sometimes it's not, it is about oh, a lot of times it is. Yes. But I mean, if a woman is bringing it up, it may not be her way of trying to pressure you. It's just her stating her desires to you. So you have to be able to determine what's pressure and what's not pressure. Because when I, thought that these situations were going to happen where you were going to surprise me. <laughs> it, I, I don't think it came off as me putting pressure on you. I didn't even tell you until way after the fact, like, mm, I thought you was about to propose there, but you didn't. Can you tell me, <laughs> give me the moments. I want to know the moments where we thought there was that one time. Was there any other time we thought I was going to propose? No, I don't think so. I, I maybe, but <laughs> not for this platform. <laughs> So, so I'm picturing these moments that I'm thinking like are really special to us, and like low key you're disappointed because you're like, oh, I thought I, he was I gonna- don't think I was disappointed. You know how you just work a scenario up in your head, like you can imagine how things are gonna go, and if they don't go like that, it's not that you're disappointed. It's just it ain't. It ain't it Top happened. of the new year. What do you think? What me proposing? I don't think that you're gonna <laughs> tell me. So I think you're setting me up for failure. Christmas. So I'm not. Christmas Day. Around the tree. I don't want a Christmas proposal. You don't? No. If that's what, if, just so you know. Dang it. My <laughs> whole plan is ruined. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, where are we going with this? Because this is not even what our subject is about No, today. but it's it's good. It's a good lead in because um, the whole point of marriages, right, is to um, come together as a unit, come together as one, and build and work towards a desired outcome with somebody. And right? that doesn't work if one person is being forced into the situation. Support that. And and that's our subject for today. Like we really want to talk about um kind of like what we led in with, like the collaborative nature that needs to take place between um a man and a woman and a couple to work towards, you know, whatever the desired end is. Like it's not easy. And I think we discovered that through this process like although like now we can look back and be like dang yo the way we're different like it really helped but in the moment 
It was Ooh, just annoying. It was rough. I was like, yo, we ain't clicking. I can't do this. And I think that while this is very unique to our situation, starting a business, a, a business that puts you out in the public, um, we're talking about relationships. So then people have feedback on the things that we're talking about. And sometimes the things that we talk about are very personal. Yeah. But in all marriages, like there is a need to collaborate. There is a need to work together. And most of the time you don't de- determine what those barriers will be until you're like in it. And so for us starting this podcast, it was us realizing that we have great chemistry together. We love being around each other. How does that translate into working together? It didn't naturally translate like we thought it was Mm-mm. going to. Yeah. So f- with that, that point, I had so I came into this really confident. I had done a podcast before. Well, attempted to do to a podcast. He did three episodes. True. I attempted a podcast. Um, what up, what up, Pat? What up, Train? What up, Miles? We I had a podcast called the Lunch Table Podcast, right? And it was a great idea. I think uh me and the fellas had chemistry, but it was all of the logistical things, right? The like the Dotting of the I's and crossing of the T's things that needed to happen to make sure the success was launched or the the podcast was launched successfully, excuse me. (laughs) And I just didn't have that. So while we were there having entertaining conversations and we were going live and people were tuning in, I wasn't able to get the podcast launched because of all these factors that I was missing. Basically, he's saying he was missing me. 100% that's what I'm saying (laughs) so but even though that was an area that I was lacking I had a hard time adjusting to having someone else weigh in on um you know like how I'm going about doing business his thing support that and she did too I don't know why she's on this soapbox like it was him because she definitely had a hard time like it was something we both struggled with like I think we're both comfortable when we're like in a car and we're when we've got the steering wheel. I think that our uncomfortability came from two different places, though. His uncomfortability for me came from a place of confidence in the fact that he had done this before. Speaking is one of his um, strengths. Um, engaging with people is one of his strengths. He has no problem with that. Then for me coming from, this is an area that I have no experience in. And the experience that I do have in starting things is very structured. So it was him letting go of control and me letting go of the ability or the the mindset that things have to happen in a certain order or a certain way in order for it to be quote unquote right. We had to find the middle. So it was like finding a middle ground and then dealing with your personal feelings of like what that feels like when you kind of have to concede. Yeah. So we could have done an episode and it was great and it was lively and I'm still feeling like we could have did this so much better. Like, this could have went, and, and I don't know about you, like how you felt saying, like coming into it thinking we had a certain topic, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I just don't <laughs> think <laughs> that was so that that part was difficult. Like where you like, oh, hey, we could talk about this. That would be great. It's like, uh, I don't think so. It's like, well, 
I have to listen to you. <laughs> like uh, we have to agree. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> that we have to agree. And if we're being honest, there were a lot of episodes that we did. We recorded mm-hmm. hours upon hours of footage and recordings that we would sit back and listen to and be like, "Yo, this isn't good." Yeah, and it was because I think we we both were trying to find that middle, right? Mm-hmm. Her coming from a structured corporate world where the key to success is a formula. Me coming from a very um, artistic, artistic, almost improv based way of flowing. And we kind of had to meet in the middle. Like, yeah, we're on these mics and we're having free flowing conversation, but we do need a vision mm-hmm. of where we're going. So it took her kind of loosening up and it took me kind of tightening up. And again, while we're solely talking about business right now, that vision and that direction, it's needed in relationships. It's needed in a marriage. Like, it's great to just be with someone because they make you feel good and y'all have great conversations. But if there's no goal in mind, if there's no vision in mind, if there's no journey in mind, you're just content with being where you are. That's good. When that starts to change. Yeah your relationship will falter. It is all about moving forward. So with us in this podcast setting, when we had those episodes where one person won and we did it that way, nine times out of 10, those are the ones that we threw away because it was so much of me that there was no him Mm. or so much of him that there was no me. And the chemistry was off. It didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. I. It's... And moreover than anything, right, it's like in the beginning of the relationship, what are your goals, right? Like from jump, what do you want out of life? Like Brandy said, like, yeah, it's great to be around one another. I love being with you. But in the long run, in, in what are we doing? as a life, as a unit, <laughs> what are we building towards? And it might not be a business. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's called to create businesses together. But what do you want out of life? Mm-hmm. What do you want your family to look like? Where are we going? Yeah. And sometimes we don't establish those things until we've already got feelings mm-hmm. involved. And then it's like, man, you know what? I want, I want to travel. I want to see the world. And then it's like, well, I just... I want to settle down. I want a family. Like, I don't need all that. Yeah. And you know, I, just let me use the podcast as an example of why that vision is so important. So bef- starting a podcast was not just about we like to talk. People like to hear us talk. We should start a podcast. Mm-hmm. It was about a calling, a unction from God saying that this was a space that he needed us in for a specific reason. So because we had that vision in mind, we knew where we were going. We knew what we wanted to produce every single time we came out. Yeah. That everything that came in opposition to that, we were clear and recognizing, okay, this ain't right. This can't work that way Mm -hmm. because it was in opposition to the vision. When you don't have a vision and you're just going into a relationship or going into a scenario or a marriage, the opposition can come in and distract you and um, separate you from your purpose because you're not clear on your vision. The The Bible says, I hate to have to go here right now no, in the beginning. <laughs> Sometimes we let y'all get a little warmed up before we hit y'all with it. But it says without a vision, 
the people perish. 100%. Like, if you don't have a vision for your life, for your marriage, for your relationships, destruction is the path that comes shortly after. You have to know where you're going. You have to be so clear on that because opposition will come. And if you're not clear, you will falter. Period. That part. I um, I think, number one, I think this is just really valuable because there's so many of us who find scenarios where it's like, man, this person makes me happy. But when you think about the long term, there's some uncertainty there mm-hmm. because there's a lack of clarity mm-hmm. in, man, where do I see my life going? There were there were relationships I was in where I really had feelings for the person, but I always had this thing in the back of my head, like, even though I didn't acknowledge it, even though it was something I didn't bring to the forefront of my mind, in my subconscious, in my heart of hearts, I know you're a preacher. You're a, you're a man of God. And at some point, you're going to be back there. You can't run from it. You're going to be there. Yeah, I'm with this person. Yeah, they made me happy, but. They don't like that. Fam, what if you what if you over church right now? Like, what if you get called a pastor? Do you see this person being able to hold you up in that capacity? You know, or, man, you 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 do music and, and you're in the studio a lot. Man, can this person handle this, this aspect of my life? Or it's really important to me that. A part of my life is serving people and working with the improvement of people. Are you someone who can handle people or am I going to be alone in that? And you're just going to be there. You know, is this something that I can collaborate with somebody on? Mm -hmm. And I had that in the back of my mind. And if I was wiser, I would have been having those conversations. I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't, you know what I mean? But that's why I was thankful about us. Like we, in the beginning, we had those conversations, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like early on. Did you have any doubts about our vision lining up? I'm saying that because I kind of know the answer, mm-hmm. but kind of what ways did you see my life going that did not in the beginning agree with where you saw your life going? Um, So I think that. The answer, the original answer to your question would be, yes, there were areas that I that I saw that didn't line up to where I saw my life going. However, I think the distinction needs to be made that I definitely saw you in a specific space. I heard you expressing your desires and it's not somewhere that I saw myself personally. What I came to realize is, is that we're allowed to grow as individuals within a relationship without the other person having to conform to where we are. So for me, um, I never saw myself like being in the forefront of like limelight of anything. Like (laughs) I like to play the background. That's where I'm comfortable at getting into a relationship with someone who has a desire to be a music artist, who has a desire to um, be like a personality that people are drawn and attracted to on a large scale um, it was separating myself from your identity as a person. Yeah. It was saying like, yeah, he can still do those things and I'll be right there alongside him to support him, but I don't have to be with him on that journey. That's his journey. And then also finding um, some interest in myself. Like it's, I don't like to play the background as much as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was 
a large part in result to just being connected to somebody who was not okay with letting me be stagnant. He, he told me early on, even when I didn't want to hear it, like I see so much more in you. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not my thing. Like mm, you can have that. But the fact that you didn't let me just stay there. And although you curtailed your, your approach to just pushing me to just praying for me and um, slowly easing me into things, um, I saw that my initial, whoa, this ain't for me, was really like, one, it is for me. And two, I can see how ways that I can still play the background and help push him forward, which is for me a, a place where I long to be is not always beside you but sometimes behind you to just telling you that you can do it for sure i and the reason why i wanted to take the conversation there because i think it's just important to be malleable and and to be have some bend to you Mm -hmm. right um coming into new relationships with the understanding that there's some aspects of me that have to change me i i I was really happy that for the first time in my life, and I think it was because I had been broken (laughs) so much before we came together that it made me open to change. Like Mm -hmm. I was clear that there were areas of my life that needed improvement. Mm -hmm. So when we were having moments where you were like, yo, why? When you were kind of questioning me, like, so why do you do this like this? Why didn't you go mm-hmm. do this? Or, hey, hey, hey I, you say you had to make this call. Did you make it yet? Ah, dang, no, nah, I didn't. You playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it was little stuff like that that for the first time in my life, I found value in, um, not the first time in my life, but I found value in substance that didn't feel good, mm-hmm. right? So you calling me out, on something I'm not doing well, mm-hmm. or you calling me out on an area that needs improvement doesn't feel good to mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. but I saw value in it mm-hmm. for the first time in my life. Right, like yeah. you you holding me accountable was something I I saw value in, and I leaned in on it, mm-hmm. and it was a huge growth process for me. It wasn't easy, and I still struggle with it. Like even last night, I came up we were talking about, but I was like, I work on that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Gonna bring up what we was talking. I about. can't even remember what it was. I do. Is it irrelevant? <laughs> it's, ir- it's irrelevant. Okay, but because <laughs> we made it past it. <laughs> <laughs> but it just it, it serves to say that we all, not even in relationships, but in adulthood as a human being, there's no growth without accountability. Like mm-hmm. I'm in this mentoring and coaching group that's like really like revolutionizing my thought process. And it's causing me to lean in on the areas that are like, you you can do better than that. Mm-hmm. Leading yourself well. Like, I always thought of leadership as a outward thing, like making people better and leading people. How can I lead people if I don't lead myself well? Mm-hmm. How can I say mm-hmm. I want to come into a household and like be a leader in this household if I'm not leading myself well? And you can see how you're leading yourself well with your decisions. Man, you know what? I need to I need to work on my weight. Like, I need to lose weight. I had that revelation yesterday. I, t- I called Brandy about to die. Mm-hmm. I tried to work out. And I was like, no, like, I can't breathe. You're like, 
feel like I'm going to pass out, baby. She was like, this is, this is too much. Are you okay? But we have to be able to lead ourselves well. And you can't lead yourself well if you're not open to letting people have feedback on the areas that you need improvement on. Yeah, and I think that if we bring it back to the podcast and we're just working together in general, um, both of us felt really strong in the areas that we've naturally excelled in. Yeah. So when it came to... This works for me. (laughs) It's like, yo, this area works for me. Yeah, yeah. So when it came to blending those two styles together and there was opposition from either side on which direction we should go, I think in the beginning, we were both really stern on the fact that like, look, I lead million dollar projects. I am a trusted resource in my organization. I know what I'm talking about. And he's like, I done dropped out. Albums. I don't worked with hit artists. I don't worked with uh, Grammy award. I don't went viral I, with I the camera. I worked with Telly Riley. <laughs> Talking is what I do. Just, just cut on the camera. Like I got this. But there was so much bravado and so much ego that mm. when we when we were like, okay, well, we just gonna we just gonna do what comes natural. And when we got to do it, <laughs> we literally trashed the first five episodes. Like this is like. It was literally five episodes. Five episodes. How much time filming and editing Uh, an episode takes? It is literally like a full work day of of work, eight hours of stuff that we're not getting paid for. So essentially, we um, put in forty hours plus overtime that we just was like, because we tried to, because we couldn't compromise, and we wanted to. Coming to the first season, like, let's get, like, six episodes done so we're ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll have the whole season done, you know, within, you know, the first two weeks of the season. Yeah. And, no. It didn't work. So, no. while y'all hearing episode 13, is really, like, episode 23. And... <laughs> <laughs> we done did two seasons of episodes it feel already. like we over it at this point, it's because uh, so much labor has went into it. But, again... Yeah. If we didn't have that vision, if we didn't have that purpose, if we didn't have that unction that this is where we were supposed to be, this is what we were supposed to be doing, I'm going to speak for myself, I would have gave up. If if we did five episodes with no vision, with no purpose, with no clear understanding and threw them all away, I would have been like, this ain't for us. We even had that conversation. We had a like, couple conversations. Maybe we shouldn't do Let, a podcast. Let's just maybe, go live. Yeah, let's just go live. Let's, We've excelled there. Yeah. But because we knew the vision, we knew we couldn't we couldn't stray from it. That part. So we had to work together to push through all of that. And that is so key for relationships. And because we have done this in this very unconventional manner. I have more confidence now than I did before in our ability to work through things that come through our relationship because one, we know it's purpose and two, we have a vision for where we want to go. So when things start to come and try to tear that down, where are we at right now and where are we trying to go? Does having this conversation, having this argument, dealing with this issue serve where we're going or is it just about where we're at right now? We know we don't want to stay here. So anything that tries to bind us or keep us where we are is trash. hundred percent. There's, and there's a lot of um, vulnerability that needs to happen. I remember it was pretty early in our relationship. We were sitting in my living room and we were just talking about what we want out of life, right? Mm -hmm. Like what are your goals? What are your aspirations? And there was something that I had in the back of my head that I wasn't like openly sharing. Right. 
unbeknownst to me, there was a vision that was close to her heart that she hadn't really shared with anybody, right? So she kind of was like, well, there's this thing, but I don't want to talk about it. So I pushed her. I was like, oh, like I want to hear about it. Like, tell me. So when she told me her vision, right, kind of like her her um, end that she had in mind, right, the thing that she's working towards, um, it was eerily close to a vision that I had in the back of my mind. And I shared, I shared my, like, well, I think I shared mine first. Mm-hmm, I was did. like, well, let me tell you mine, right? And it was like a, you show me mine, you, you show me yours, I show you mine type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess. Okay, I guess. (laughs) But it to me, we I saw how before we even knew or even sure, like, okay, are we in this for the long haul? Is this gonna result in a marriage? Is this that? We saw how our visions were already kind of aligned and kind of like stuff that got it put on our hearts individually lined up and it was something that we can progress and work towards together and we saw how and i'm gonna like kind of niche this conversation because i feel like it's just important right we both saw how there's so much area of um value that we can give to our specific community right there's so like uh what's the word philanthropy philanthropy, philanthropic Mm -hmm. endeavors that we both felt a pulling on our hearts to do. And it's so necessary, right? Like in our community, there's so many um, people that are just forgotten about. Mm -hmm. Like I work closely with that dynamic. You know, I work with young men in the system who a lot of people have said like, you know what? Like I'm not I, I like you can tell that there's a large part of the system that has turned a blind eye to this. And it was like, you know what? I was just going to say, can I just jump in real quick? Yeah. Because while we're talking about our specific community and there are a lot of organizations in our community that wherever you are right now, they're there to help you. They're there to lift you up. So when we are talking about this vision that and this need that was unmet, the what we, what we saw was there's not a lot of work being done to take people further. Yeah. To push them further than where they're at. So I just wanted to make that distinction because we're not stepping on the the many organizations that are here right now 100%. in our community working hard to help people where they are at. But Yeah. When I say community, I'm not talking yeah. about I'm talking about black people. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about um the effects of systemic things that were put in place mm-hmm. that have kind of pushed our people into um, a margin of um, poverty Mm -hmm. and a poverty mindset, Mm -hmm. right? Like it wasn't until I was a full grown adult and I'm talking to um, friends of mine who are white and I'm, they're telling me about some of the teaching they had Mm -hmm. as young men, Mm -hmm. young women. I'm like, I never was. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Like you knew about credit scores, credit scores. Well, hold on. What's your credit score? (laughs) What? How? And they told me it was something that they've that's been worked on since he was a kid. And to me, it's like, you know what? Something has to be done, right? And for me personally, and I hope I'm not advancing the conversation too far to where we won't make our way back to mm. what we're talking about. But to me, it's like I'm tired of asking for help. 
mm-hmm. and being like, hey, does anyone care? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why? Wh- well, can we give some money to this? What about these people? Like, no, I, I'm getting the money in my hand and I'm going to create the infrastructures that need to be um, put in place. Right. And we, we, that was something that we had a shared vision of. And as soon as I, for me, I don't know if you felt like this, but the moment you told me what yours was, like, I, like my chest was warm, my heart was on fire. I was like, wow, like, look how this lines up. Like, did you see it in that moment? I saw it instantly. I was like, wow. Okay. This is going to sound so selfish of me, but if I'm, being honest, which is the only way I know how to be. Um, <laughs> in that moment, I cared less about your vision. In that moment, what it felt like for me was my vision always lived in my head as, yes, this is this is something that I know that God gave me, but it seems so impossible that I held it close to me because I'm like, if I tell this to anybody, they are going to think that I am pure nuts. So when I told you and you got so excited about it, for me, what it felt like is just one little step closer to feeling like this is actually possible because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I've ever told anyone anything and had them feel like they were more excited than I was about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt like in that moment. Mm-hmm. I felt like if we were together working on this, that it could happen and that your vision could also happen. And that if they both happened, the impact we would can. change the whole world. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of what I felt in that moment. That's you saying the same thing I was saying. Okay. It had a little selfish twist to it, but it it's did. all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just was thinking about my vision. I did. Because <laughs> I think when you have ideas, being the dreamer that you are, everything seems possible to you. Every single thought that comes into your head, no matter how crazy it is, it feels possible. With no follow through at all, yeah, though. None. As soon as it's no my head, plan, like, ooh, that's going to be good. No execution, <laughs> no nothing. But that's going to be good. It's It's just like... This is an idea I had. Tell me what you think, but you really don't want to know what I think because you know. I'm just looking for you to tell me that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, it was the exact opposite. Like Mm. I needed that excitement. I needed that enthusiasm around my idea and I didn't have it. But because I didn't have it and you did, it felt all the more possible in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So um, again, our separate visions lined up our... Um, vision for us together has been lining up thus far. And I think that having those things in place um, for our business and for our relationship have put us in a place where I'm going to be bold and say that success is the only option in both areas. Hands down, hands down. And I'm like, it kind of, it pushed me because even though like I had ideas, I really had a narrow, a narrow path mm. to what I envision as what my success looked like. Mm-hmm. But being what you kind of like expanded my horizons a bit, it made me realize like, nah, there's a couple different ways you can take this, right? Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that with the ways in which you flow and the way you think, I'm like, it it feels all the more possible. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? With us working together. And it should feel like that. Mm-hmm. When people come in your life, it should feel like I have a better chance at 
reaching all my goals because this person's working with me. This person's got me. And not even that they're like, we're collaborating on it, but there's a support system that's there. You know what yeah. I mean? So I challenge all of us. Ask the question, hey, like, yo, where are we going? Where do you see friends? Friends. Family. Family. Who lovers. Are like, where do you see where do you see us in ten years? What does that look like? And cause I can tell you from personal experience that you can have the biggest dreams, hopes, and goals and aspirations for yourself, but the people around you influence how far you can go. So true. If you don't think that, you are being so naive because the people closest to you are the ones who are speaking into you. And they can either speak life into you or they can speak death into you. And even your vision for yourself will start to falter if the people around you are only speaking negativity. So you really have to do an inventory of the people that you have around you to make sure that your goals and visions line up for yourself. Like when I come to a table to people that I want to work with, like I want to be the least at the table. Everybody else need to have more than I got because if everybody else has less than me, what am I doing there? I I come to learn. I come to grow. I want to move forward. So I don't want to collaborate in business with people who are stuck trying to figure out how to do business. hundred percent. Like I want to get there so that then I can come back. And when you are the person who's saying like, I want to be at the table with people who have more than me, you come to me to sit at the table so that I can pour into you. But as the person who's trying to learn and grow and get there, collaborating with a broke bunch of broke business people is not what I want to do. I'm already that. Yeah, nah. I'm already a broke business person. <laughs> <laughs> I want to collaborate with the ses- successful business people. That part. And collaboration is so key, man. And collaboration isn't just like working together. It's also like learning how to take a back seat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think in most positions I've been the, the mouthpiece or the one out front, but I had to learn how to take a back seat and listen in this dynamic. And I'm telling you now it's her being in my life has changed my life for the better. Like I remember coming to her being like, Oh babe, I got this idea for this like new position at work. And if I didn't have it, like the ability to say, all right, babe, this is what you need to do. All right. So, Hey, we're going to write a proposal. Like you're proposing it here. Let me send you an example proposal. Let me help you with this. She came over to my house. We was up late night clicking on a, on a laptop, putting this <laughs> proposal together. I created a position at my job that revolved around my skill set. Within that time frame from oh, just over the year, I'm making four more dollars an hour than I did before. I was able to lead my entire department getting a $2 raise, like on the heels of just what I've like cleaned Gleamed, what's the word? Gleamed. Gleamed <laughs> from her with another promotion on the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, I can't tell you, I can't put into words what it's meant to me. Not even just from a like gain monetary wise, just in, on, on, in a value. You know what I'm saying? Like having ideas is dope. But having someone who can give you the how-to is dope. It's really insane. Now I'm going to insert, it's not pressure, but I'm going to use this moment to (laughs) round it on back to how we started the uh, conversation is, if you wanted to get better, marry me. Because the Bible says, 
He who finds why do you wife think you need to say a good thing why do you and think finds you... favor from the Lord. So this is where the, <laughs> see, this is where we talk about unnecessary pressure. I've already made up my mind I'm gonna marry you. Now you just need to wait. <laughs> just wait. What you what is this for? It was a joke. Boo. I wish I had a boo button. It was a joke. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and it's just as much as um I think that what you've instilled in me is not something that a lot of um, people recognize as like an outward thing, because I think that I always appeared very confident. Mm. Um, I've always walked very confident, but I had to do that to hide all the insecurities that I was facing in myself. I am my own worst critic. And I know a lot of people say that, but not for real. Like I will talk myself out of every single thing if I could. And what I believe that you have added to me is not false confidence anymore, but it's it's true confidence. Mm. And um, what you've always told me is what you what you think you see you you feel about me, you see in me, but you've always been able to back that up one with the word, and two with prayers, and then three with being there to be like, see, I told you so when God makes it come to fruition. So I know that the things that you say to me are not just because you really love me, but it's because it's it's what God has placed in me because he confirms it every time. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have you speaking life into me every single day when I'm like, I just can't do this, um, I don't think that I would have been able to be in a position that when God came to say, yep, this is yours, walk into it, I would have been ready. Mm. You helped me get ready for my next. And without you, I would probably still be the insecure little girl in the inside pretending to be the woman who knows everything. Mm. So wow. I appreciate you for that. Hey. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's good for me to hear because you you a tough nut to crack. <laughs> I thought, hey, you could do it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I hear I, you, but mm. I mean, I think I told you very early on that I have a rebellious spirit. Oh no, it's, you it's, don't have to tell me. I know you said 1997. Every I time somebody it. tells me something again, it. that's me being my own worst critic. Like even if you tell me that I can do it, it it doesn't feel like, and I'm talking about people outside yeah, of you, sure. it doesn't feel like I actually can do it. Mm-hmm. With you is what it f- felt like was speaking life over me. Yeah. Like it was more than just you can do it. Again, you backed it up with the word, you backed it up with prayers, you backed it up with actions and supporting me and mm-hmm. pushing me. Um, a lot of people just give you lip service. Like, oh girl, you can do it, you got it. You know, you see the uh, post, post on Facebook where somebody's like, I'm just really having a tough time. And there's a 50 people in the comments saying, you do it, you can do it, you got it, girl, you strong, you this. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes words at some point. If yeah. people aren't backing those things up with action in your life, don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not going to get you nowhere. That just part. just lip service does nothing for you. That I part. need you to back it up with some confirmation from the word, with some prayers, and then let God finish the work. And that's what I saw in this relationship. Everything that you were saying, God was confirming for me. That part. And I saw him baby stepping you into it. The whole time I watched him, I'm like, mm-hmm. like oh, hey, babe, they asked me to come here and uh, they asked me to do the prayer here. Oh, okay, that's what's up. <laughs> oh, man, I got to teach this. Oh, okay. 
I remember it was a couple weeks ago, you had like three speaking engagements, like three things you had to speak at. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> all right, that's what's up. I'm just sitting back watching, but yeah. I'm glad that it's come to pass and that you can see, yeah. um, you know, on, on a much smaller scale than where I think it's going to go. I'm glad you can see the value that you add um, to a room when you walk into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think just to bring it back to when we talk about working together and being married and being in relationships and um, what God gave to us in the very beginning was just be the example. So if this if it feels like this episode is a lot of us talking about us and what we mean to each other and how we feel and what we went through, it's literally for us to just be the example. And I don't look. This was a labor. This was a look. <laughs> this is the last episode. This one for us. <laughs> so I hope y'all can see how this is applicable to your life. I got to be honest with you. I'm being a little selfish right now because I'm just I'm proud of us. Yeah, we and can. and a, a, like to what you're saying, right? It's an example of how um, when you have a true nature of collaboration. Mm-hmm between you and the person that you love what's possible right and um what can happen when y'all come together and and, you know this is just the beginning you know what i'm saying but hopefully no y'all will see how the continued um the continued leaning in on this Mm -hmm. and the continued attention to this detail you're gonna see how it pushes us and it keeps pushing us and how it's going to grow y'all gonna see it yeah. yeah. And um, I think just at the as we wrap it up, uh, when we're talking about your relationship and working together and being married um, in, in our context with starting this podcast, these things are heavily relied on how people receive it. Right. Yeah. So the feedback that we get from y'all, the numbers that we see on our podcast um, analytics, all of that. Are outward indications of how we're doing. Um, when you're in a relationship and you're working together, the outward indications of how you how you are doing, checking the temperature of your your endeavors, um, should all be external factors. But the internal stuff should be as solid as a rock. So, um, just for an example, our numbers instead of going up as we um, have progressed, have been going down. So I think that if we didn't have a vision in mind, if we weren't solid where we are, those external things could cause us to, to waver. But instead, we're preparing for a second season. We're preparing for other endeavors because it's not, it is about reaching y'all and it's not, but it's not about reaching everybody. Like we know that there is a certain nation attached to us that we have been called to reach. And if we just reach those people, then we've done what we're supposed to do. Everybody else is just bonus. If it's 50,000 people who tune in next season, y'all bonus. The 35 who always listen, those are the people who we've been called to. So I think that um, in a world where, the likes and the shares and the reviews and the people loving on you is so prevalent. 
when it comes to being solid in a relationship, solid in a business, the people in it are the people who matter the most. And you can never lose sight of that because of if the other stuff doesn't line up with it. 100%. So we are um, excited, looking forward to the future. We are um, going to be live tonight. Tonight. So if you're listening to this on the day it's released, on Tuesday, Tuesday tonight, we're going to be live for our season wrap party. Um, so, yes. <laughs> we'll be out, live 8.30 p.m.-ish. Um, join us. We're going to be in a different location. I know you used to seeing the sacred orange wall behind <laughs> us with the R&B and the greenery. <laughs> it's going to be a different look. And we're just looking forward to it. We got some things lined up. So it's going to be dope. Join us then. And, yeah, this whole idea behind this uh, um, platform, this the idea behind this brand is just loving out loud, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, like Brandy said, being an example, right? Not that it's always good or that it's always perfect, but it's always intentional mm-hmm. and it's always moving forward. And that's what we're about. So I can't say thank you enough to y'all who have rocked with us. And y'all have been amazing. Yes, and we love y'all. Absolutely. Round of applause so for y'all. So, 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 so much. So <laughs> as we close out the season, there will still be some more footage. I want y'all to think we just are going on our merry way. There's still going to be things that we've done. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where you can stay up to date see with us. us. You don't see us there. So, yeah. As always, our social medias are down below Email, um, what Instagram, else is there? Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, Cash App, Cash App, Cash App, Cash App again. No, <laughs> <laughs> no he's just playing. Um, listen, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything else. I'm just really excited for what the future holds, and yes. I'm really excited and I'm thankful for what you guys have made this platform. And guess what? We love love. <laughs> oh, it's the last one. <laughs> Wait, uh, I'm sorry. First of all, I was surprised because you hit the button. You'll never hit the buttons, and I didn't know it was coming. You see what I'm saying? This Do it the again. Whole thing. Do it again. Not my thing. His thing. See, he just can't go with the flow. Do it again. Messed it all up. I'm ready now. I gotta learn to be more on this Johnny on the spot. Let's go. We love love, and y'all should love love too. Bye. Peace. Mm-hmm.